welcome back to another episode from Your Life, Your Way. I'm your host, Kathleen McDermott. Do you ever feel like you're spinning all the plates? You're a mom, you're racing from this event to that event to home care. Maybe you have a career outside of the home. And you're trying just to figure out how to balance between the physical and emotional and mental and even spiritual life that is yours. I get it. I totally understand. And this is what we're talking about today at Your Life, Your Way. I have an amazing guest. Her name is Kaylee Aldridge, and she is a mom who lives with her husband and her family in the Midwest section of the country. She is a licensed massage therapist, a yoga teacher, a wellness educator, and a podcast host of Balanced Wellness. And this is what she teaches. She teaches women how to create balance between those stages of physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. She talks to us about spinning all of those plates. So thank you so much for joining us today here at Your Life, Your Way, where we talk about just that, living life on your terms, no longer being and doing how others think that you should. We talk about breaking the generational and societal cycles affecting your health, your relationships, your work, and your children the cycles that are holding you back from everything you really want and deserve. I love to say and to help you build a new powerful legacy for yourself and your children if you have them. Explore, discover, embrace the possibilities. And I think you will find a few, if not many, insights in today's episode with Kaylee. Here we go. Kaylee Aldridge, thank you so much for being with me here today. I'm so excited to hear all about you and your journey. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Could you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? I know that you're a mom and a wife and what you do, but could you share a little bit? Yeah, yep. So yes, I am a mom of two. I have a, oh my gosh, my kids just had birthdays. So they are now seven and 10. Oh my gosh, where does the time go? Um, and yes, me and my husband are married and we live in uh, Southern Illinois. So just outside of St. Louis. And um, I am an entrepreneur. I am a massage therapist, a licensed massage therapist. I've been uh, doing that for, oh my gosh, over 12 years, um, which I don't feel like I'm old enough to have a job sometimes for 12 years. <laughs> I'm also a podcast host. I have my podcast called Balanced Wellness. Um, I'm a wellness educator and I'm also a yoga instructor. So Yay. lots of fun stuff going on. I was particularly excited about the yoga teacher part because we really have that in common. Yes. Yeah, I know. And it's so funny. It, it really, I mean, I just did it one day. It was so funny because I was nothing. Well, I shouldn't say that I was so throughout all the years of being a massage therapist, I, you know, would tell my clients when they would go to leave an appointment, I was like, you know, you really need to do this one stretch or, you know, have you ever heard of cat cow or whatever, you know? And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I would get on the floor and I would show them and they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, you really need to do that. And I would try to educate them on stretching and that I couldn't be the only one to try to work on their muscles and make them feel better. And, um, I really did a lot of try to educate my clients on like self-care at home, um, you know, for their low back or their shoulder or whatever it was. And it always um, was something in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I should probably just be a yoga instructor as well, because then I could really educate my clients and, and it would be such a married well, you know, it, it would marry well, so together, like so well, right. It would marry well together. Sorry. And so, um, 
And it was just one of those things, you know, I had kids, my kids were little and it was just my hours of my days were full. And it was, it was hilarious to think that I could also go get certified in yoga. And so then, um, this January I was online and I was like, wow, there's a yoga certification online. I was like, I could take that. And January is kind of like a slower time for me, January and February. And I wasn't, I knew I was getting ready to launch my program, um, in March. And so I was like, gosh, I have, I have so much time, right? We tell ourselves we all of a sudden have all this time. So, um, I dove in and I did my yoga certification and I love it. I love everything about it. And so, um, it was kind of like on a whim that I just decided to dive into it, but I'm like, you know what? I kept getting these emails randomly from this place. And I'm like, when did I just subscribe to this? I don't even remember. So it was meant to be. <laughs> and don't you find, because I also know your path continued and I love how, you know, you said you were getting the emails. There's always signs. There's always little tips and, and cues and signs everywhere. If we're just willing to pay attention and, and notice and take action on them. Yes. But you started out as a massage therapist, which is helping people heal themselves. You, then you went to yoga that also helps people heal themselves. And then it blossomed into more. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny sometimes because, um, people are like, so what do you all do? And I'm like, well, I just have a lot of passions. <laughs> Multi-passionate. We can get into that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so true. Um, I don't sit well, I get bored easily. Um, I'm probably have ADHD of some way, shape or form, I'm sure. But, um, it just, I, I, my dream is to open up a wellness business and like a brick and mortar. And I have dreamt of that since I've been in massage therapy school and even after massage therapy school, um, or, well, I guess it started massage therapy school when our teacher would have us like, you know, we wrote out business plans and things like that. And I was just like, I want to own my own spot. Like I want it to look like this and I want it to feel like this. And, and I, even back then I was like, and how cool would it be to like offer yoga, right. And have facials. And, um, and so then it was just crazy how the years have gone by. And I'm just like, that dream just keeps coming back to the surface. And so I was talking to a friend of mine about it about two years ago. And she's like, it's not on your heart for, you know, it, it keeps coming back to you for a reason. Like you need to act on that. And so I've started looking at the properties and things like that. And so, um, and places to purchase, to open up this wellness business. So I'm really excited. Cause now I'm just like, wow, like the vision is coming to light. There was a reason I went and got certified for yoga. Right. And, and I love to, um, I'm a, coach too. So I love to do wellness education, um, for people and teach people about wellness and, um, just all the different parts of wellness. Like so often people think wellness is just eating healthy and exercising, right. You know, but there's so much more it to certainly it. certainly is. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited that, uh, stay tuned, uh, maybe, you know, hopefully in the next year or two, we'll have a place that we can purchase and, and make that dream, um, really come to reality, but I'm really excited about it. Cause it, to me, it's like, I've always envisioned, um, being that person that can offer like complete wellness to everybody. And to me, being able to do all those things really encompasses all of that. So I'm excited. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be so cool when it all like comes together. So I'm it was just another for piece of the puzzle. <laughs> now, and, and this all fits into my next question. And it also fits into the title of your work, which is balanced wellness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everything that you're doing. And it's so funny that you're saying that. And there's someone that I would love to introduce you to. You have to reach out and check her out on social media. Her name is Jen Phipps. Ooh, and she's just a beautiful soul. She's just wonderful. And when I first met her, we we were talking and, and um, I interviewed her. She was a, a guest on my podcast. <clears throat> and she confirmed the fact that I was not broken. 
because there is a difference between, and we need both. So I want to preface that with, we need to have both, but some mm -hmm. of us are just that multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, oh, there must be something wrong with me because I'm, you know, this thing. And then I fell in love with this thing and that thing. And it's like, no, you're multi-passionate. You know, we need that heart surgeon to be lit linear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but people like ours, we are multi-passionate and she just has a real great take on it. And she has more experiences. I love her history and her journey of different experiences that she's had are really fabulous, especially being a woman. That's mm -hmm. my client is women. I, that's who I work with is women. And I'm always just so thrilled when women just expand and grow in experience so much, <clears throat> but coming back to balance, it's a huge focus for you excuse me, <clears throat> allergies, um, <laughs> you are doing everything that you're doing. And some would go, oh my God, how is she doing it all? Especially being a mom. Mm -hmm. And I know it's coming to the year end of school. So you have a lot going on with the kids and their year end things. Mm -hmm. And so that sometimes fear stops women of, oh my God, how do I ba balance? You know that always, oh, how do I balance work home? Well, we know balance comes from a little bit somewhere else. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is funny. I do have a lot of people that they're just like, oh my gosh, how do you keep up? And you, you know, you're spinning all these plates and your kids are so active in sports and activities. And, um, you know, people come into my house. They're like, I feel like I can't touch anything because everything's so clean and organized. Like, how do you do it all? <laughs> you know? And I, to me, it always just comes back to priorities. Um, and just making sure that you're always very clear on what your priorities are and it's okay to have your priorities change. So, you know, there's seasons of the year, just like there's seasons of your life. Like there's times of our life, my life, you know, with me and my husband and my kids that I, our priorities look different because things are happening differently. And I think that's the biggest thing that sometimes we forget is that our life is changing constantly, right? Your kids get older, your job changed. Maybe you move, maybe you, um, you know, yeah, go into a different neighborhood, or maybe you move to a different state, or maybe your husband's working from home now, but you're not like, things are always changing. And I think the hardest thing is that sometimes us women, um, and I just feel like, cause this was me that we think that when, and we feel like when life keeps changing and all of our circumstances keep changing or the setting or whatever changes that we still have to stay in this routine or this, this rhythm of this, 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 like it has to be this way, but we, and we work so hard and we try so hard and we focus so much on having it stay this way, but we really realize that what we're doing is just like, like grinding against pavement, you know, like we're just hitting pavement constantly because we're not trying to evolve with the change of our schedule or the change of the job or the change of where we are, or the kids getting older, being in a different grade, whatever it is. We try to just be like, well, it's this way. Right. And we just try to tell our kids like the rule is this way or our husband, like we do it this way. But it's so hard for us to see and understand like how things need to be changing as we change, right? And so our season of life, the springtime is very busy for us. And um, my daughter's a competitive dancer. My my son's in baseball. Um, he's wrapping up like he comes off of uh, basketball season, goes straight into baseball, and then also has a little bit of football in there too. And yeah, end of the school year, um, I was at my daughter's school today for an end of the school year thing. And so spring is a very busy time for us. And so um, what I've realized is that 
I can't keep my house the way I want it to look in this, in the springtime, because it, it we're not home. <laughs> like literally we're gone <laughs> seven nights a week. So at this time of the year, we hire a cleaning lady to come in. Like we outsource a little bit more because my priority still is to have my house be clean and tidy and, and our floors clean. Right. And so I just keep, and I think that's the biggest thing is so often us women think that we have to do it all and that we have to spin all the plates and that we have to show up here and we have to be here and all these things have to be perfect all the time, but that's not reality. Like it, it, without outsourcing or letting something fall, it's not going to happen, right? We only have so many hours in the day, which is a beautiful thing. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time, right? <laughs> like we have all these hours in the day, but then we also only have so many hours in the day. And, you know, we try to still try to think that we can be super mom and, you know, pack the lunches and make the breakfast and make the dinners and get the kids where they need to be and do our workout and everything else and still go to work a full-time job. And we just have to give ourselves grace and keep our priorities straight. And when we can keep our priorities straight and realize that our priorities change every few months and realize that we need to morph with those priorities, you can feel a lot, lot more, um, sane rather than feeling insane all the time, <laughs> because I know so many moms are just like, I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed out. I feel anxious literally all the time. And I'm like, that's not supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to feel overwhelmed every single day, every single week. Like there has to be a break in that cycle. Otherwise, yes, something's not, it's not going right. It's not happening for you. You have to make a change, right? Something has to give. Um, so it's hard for people to kind of look at it that way. Um, and even a lot of my clients, they come to me and they're like, well, I don't know what has to give because it's all important. It's like, well, you can't have 32 important things that have to happen every single day. Like you just can't, no, like we have true. to pick and choose, you know? Yeah. How do you, how do you talk with your clients and help them see? Not that I have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> Control can be a very hard thing to give up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that, oh, well, nobody does it like I do it. Mm -hmm. That's been a something that we hear women say. Um, and I think sometimes personally, it's that we can't control everything out here. Or we try to control everything out here mm -hmm. because we, we're, not, we're not controlling what's going on in here. Yeah. So how do you, we work similar things, but I always, I'm a believer that no, there is not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear other mentors, coaches give their points on how they help people, help women see how to recognize these inner points, such mm -hmm. as the desire to control, mm -hmm. because what I teach may not be for everyone and what you teach may not be for everyone. But if we have enough solutions out there, we can help as many as possible. So how do you handle that when someone says, I, I, I just can't stop with the control or it's got to be perfect? How do you work with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's several different things that we can talk about and dive into. And I feel like what I love is that I, I encourage all my clients to, you know, I like, we do a group setting with coaching, but I also do very much like one-on-one -on -one support as well. And the, and we could, I always tell people, it's like, listen, like what you said, I'm like, there's a hundred ways that we could help with this. Let's start with the first three that I feel most confident in and telling you and helping you with. And if it fit, if it works great, if not, we can move on to other things, but the biggest thing that I tell people and, and what I encourage my clients is that I get it. <laughs> like I always like tell them I've been there, done that because I, um, especially with the kids, my son only liked me 
he hated my husband for like the first year of his life. So he only wanted- Oh, my son is going through that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's not a hate, but you know, it's the mother, it's the mother child bond. I hear yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was exhausting because I would come home and my son only wanted me, you know, and, and I would pick him up from daycare. He only wanted me. And so it was hard. So yes, I get it when people say, but no, but you don't understand. I'm like, yes, I do. It's just, we're in different stages of life. But um, so in that- in that part of my life, I had to, you know, I still wanted to do it all. I still wanted to hold my son all the time. Cause he only wanted me. I still wanted to make dinner the certain way. I wanted to fold the laundry the certain way, clean the house the certain way, you know, but what I realized is that, um, it wasn't possible. And that was the biggest thing that I had to release is that I cannot do it all. And I have to ask for help. And because it, I just couldn't, I was driving my self insane. And, and there's, I mean, I could go into that forever, but I, there, I literally did have a breakdown and I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I had a breaking point and it was my biggest thing. Whenever I was having that breaking point, whenever I was talking to my friend about it, she's like, you have to stop. Like you have to stop letting everything be in your control because the reality is it's not. And I think that was all she had to tell me. And I realized I'm like, she's right. I can't control if my husband, I asked my husband to make the bed and he doesn't make it the exact way that I make it. Like he's helping me out and I need to be grateful for the help. Right. And so I started to sh shift my mindset and shift my thinking that, okay, it's okay. If so-and-so helps me and it's not the exact way that I would do it, fold my laundry, cook my meal, you know, help my daughter take a bath, whatever it was. Like I was getting help and I needed to be appreciative of that. And so I learned to soften and I learned grace, which was really hard. Um, and I learned that I, I I'm here accepting help and I need to be grateful for these people that are willing to help me so I can get through this really rough patch of my life and that I can move forward and how much, you know, after like it was done, finding the gratitude and the help and just being grateful that it was done rather than nitpicking it because we can nitpick the living crap out of everything because it's not the way we did it. And so there was um, a lot of work that I had to do spiritually um, for myself as well during that time and really tapping into, okay, I love my husband. I love my husband. I love my husband. <laughs> like I would have to tell myself that all the time because it was so easy for me to be like, well, why did you chop the onion that way for the top? <laughs> like this is the way you're supposed to chop the onion, right? And just realize that like, hey, the onion is chopped. It doesn't matter if he didn't do it my way. It is chopped. It is the way he does it. Just like maybe the way I do things isn't the way he would prefer. So I just really recognize that I have to give myself grace. I have to give my husband grace and that we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And my husband's not perfect, but I'm getting the help and the support that I need so that I can be a sane person. And, um, that was helpful for me. And that literally, um, is what I teach my clients to, um, especially I have some mommies that are, you know, having newborn babies and they're like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, you don't, and you can't do it all. And you just have to realize that you can't and that you're doing an amazing job. And so I needed that for my husband too. I'm like, you just have to tell me I'm doing good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you did all of that, did you realize that, and it sounds like you did, but I, I'm going to speak it, that the world didn't come to an end. You didn't die. You didn't fail. There, there weren't, you know, none of that stuff. The world kept going because mm -hmm. you asked for help. It was okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything negative about you. It doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. Yeah. That's part of the things to get beyond too is, oh, if I don't do it, then I failed. Or if I don't do it this way, then I failed. And that's just not true. Yeah. 
No, we have to, as women and moms, we have to get rid of the perfectionism. Like we, it has to go out the window. We can't, we are stressing ourselves out way more adding so much stress to our plate that does not need to exist. Like exactly. we don't need to be concerned if our three-year-old has the Pinterest perfect birthday party, like, and you're staying up late for four nights in a row to make sure everything is cut out and hung the way it, like nobody cares. Like, <laughs> like you are probably at the end of the day, the only one that cares about that. I can guarantee you his other, you know, if it's for your son, his other nine friends that are coming do not care if you have perfectly cut out Mickey Mouse ears that are going on the wall. Like they don't. And, but we're driving ourselves insane thinking that we have to have everything perfect, you know, and we have to get rid of the perfectionism because it's just not real. Like there's no, nobody, perfect, you know, yeah, it's, nothing's going to be. It's perfect. totally fake. That's right. It's, it's so fake. And then what are we like? I sit there and think too. I'm like, then what are we teaching our kids? I, that, that was mom. my next point. I was just going to oh, ask because when you, said so about, I know. <laughs> when you said about folding the laundry, that's probably where my first awareness came to. It doesn't have to be my way because I can remember Cameron wanting to help me fold the towels and he was just little mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, okay, calm down. <laughs> And I let him just fold the towels and however he folded them, that's how they went in the closet. Yep. And that was the awareness that began for me that it's okay. It doesn't all have to be because you're right. What are we teaching our children? Yeah. Yep. It's so true. And I, that was a laundry was a big thing for us too, in our house. It was two summers ago. Um, during COVID that, you know, I was the only one that did laundry. I mean, my husband helped out, but for the most part, I was the only one that did the laundry, folded it and put it away. And then I had this epiphany, epiphany moment one day when I was, you know, feeling stressed. I'm like, my kids are capable, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yes, they are. you know, but I'm like, by golly, they're capable. And so it became, I started a thing in our house and it was like cold Turkey, man. It was like when the laundry goes on mom and dad's bed from the laundry room, it is who, if it's yours, you put it away. I don't care how you fold it. I don't care if you hang it. I don't care if you wad it in a ball and shove it in the back of your closet. That's your laundry. So if the next time that's how you want to hang your shirt, quote unquote, um, your favorite shirt is by wadding it in a ball and tucking on your shelf. Then yeah, the next time you wear it, it's going to be wrinkly and you're going to have to realize that that's how you're going to have to wear your shirt. So it taught my kids like that a responsibility. Cause it's yes. like, Oh, I do then need, because this happened several times in our house where my son was like, well, how come my pants are wrinkly? I'm like, because that's the way that you folded them. I'm like, so if you want them to be nicely folded, you know, and then I would try to teach him how to nicely fold, but it's just like, if you want them to look nice, like fold them like this or like that. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I gave them Life skills. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, I taught them little things when they were ready for it, but I didn't sit there and, you know, nitpick the way they folded their laundry until they were ready for it. And so my daughter would come to me. Um, she came to me one time and she's like, well, how do you get your socks like that? Cause I, I tuck my socks so that they stay together. And I was like, oh, I just go like this and this. And then, so then she started folding her socks that way. And she's like, I like that you do that. Cause then they all have a buddy. I'm like, exactly. So oh, that's cute. now my son, whenever we fold laundry, you know, and I'll be in the bedroom with them. He's like, oh man, my red sock needs a buddy, you know? So now <laughs> <laughs> looking for his buddy, you know, because the sock has to have a buddy. Um, and so it was kind of just something that was created in our house. But it's just, 
you know, A, like you said, it's teaching them life skills. And B, I realized that they're capable of folding their laundry. It teaches them responsibility that this is, you know, if you wear a hundred outfits in a day, which my kids love to do that summer, then you're going to have a lot of laundry to put away, like you know? And so, um, and I just realized too, that I don't have to be the one putting away all the laundry, nor should I. And so we do a lot of, um, uh, what should I call it? We call it um, teamwork in our home. Um, we do a lot of teamwork because I had that, that summer was kind of my breaking point. And I, and I told my kids and my husband, I'm like, mom's not the only one that can cook. I'm not the only one that can clean. I'm not the only one that can do all these things. We're a team in this house and mom's not the only one. It is not 1912. And I am not the only one that has to do all these household chores and everything else that is, you know, expected of moms these days, you know, and work a full-time job on top of it. I'm like, and my husband and I just laugh at it. And he's like, well, in 1912, I'm like, women did not work. So yes, they were capable <laughs> of doing more things. I'm like, <laughs> a bit different so, in the world. Yes. It's a different world. Right. And I don't want to teach my kids to be lazy. I don't want to teach them that everybody around you just does everything for them. I, kids are feel entitled enough. I feel like these days, and I don't want my kids it's a big thing in our house. We me and my husband, we're like, we don't want to raise our kids to be brats and we don't want to raise them to be entitled. So they have to help out. They got to pull their weight around here. Um, but the, going back to like the perfectionism, I release that whenever I can also realize that I'm teaching my kids a lot by releasing perfectionism. I'm a teaching them that it's not real, but also that I, by me not thinking that everything has to be perfectly done, I'm asking for help and it's taking a lot of stress off my plate. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and you're giving your kids, let's face it, they're not going to stay 10. Well, how old are your children? They just turned seven and 10. Seven yeah. and 10. They're not going to remain seven and 10. And eventually they're going to be 27 or 37. And they're going to be out on their own. And they're going to need to survive and to thrive. Mm -hmm. And if they don't learn these skills, number one, likely they'll be back home with you. <laughs> But you want them, I mean, they have to learn how to care for themselves. And if we're doing everything for them, um, it just doesn't serve anyone. No, no, not at all. And I love our house is a revolving door. Like we're the neighborhood kids are at our house 24 seven and I love it. Nice. Yes. It cracks me up sometimes that, you know, some kids that come through our door, they'll leave all their wrappers on the counter. And I'm like, um, and Bennett, my daughter, my son, no, they're like, um, my mom's going to ask you to throw that away. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am because I'm not your trash can. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's good. That's a beautiful thing. Arms. <laughs> Just kind of funny. My husband laughs at me sometimes. He's like, these kids are going to hate coming here. I'm like, Hey, you know what? They show up here every single day and they, you know, We've got rules here and it's just, just clean up after yourself is all I ask. So, <laughs> well, that's a beautiful, I know. And it's, it's, it is a beautiful thing. And we're, we just do our best to teach them. And like I said, so that they can grow and, and survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So what are your other favorite points that you love to work on your, work with, with your clients, work on with your clients? Mm -hmm. um, mindset is a big one. I, we talk a lot about mindset and, um, you know, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, you know, I just need to break this vicious cycle of thinking that I'm not enough or not loving myself or not feeling like I'm good enough for the job to be a wife, to be a mom, whatever it is. 
Um, and there's lots of different things, you know? Um, so I love to talk about mindset with my clients and I actually, in my program, just the other week, we were, um, on Monday night, whenever we were live together, I was, um, a lot of us were kind of diving in and digging into this conversation a little bit more. And it really is just my favorite thing. Cause I tell my clients, it's like, you know, if you sit there and think, um, I hate my job and my husband's awful. Well, you know, what's going to happen in your life. You're really going to hate your job and your husband, you're going to think is the pits and you're just going to think he's the worst person on the planet. Right. Um, or your kids, like if you sit there and say all the time, my kids are so annoying. You're going to think that your kids are so annoying and they are going to prove that to you and they're going to be so annoying. And so, um, I really share with my clients a lot on, and especially like body image stuff, you know, so many of my clients, they're like, well, I'm overweight or I don't look good in any of my clothes. And it's like, well, if you keep telling yourself that every single day, you're never going to feel good in your skin. Right. And so there's so many different angles that we take it and, you know, everybody's unique and what they're struggling with. Um, but I really teach my clients. It's like, we got to change the, the radio inside our brain. We got to, got to change the cassette because what we think between our two ears, every single day, our thoughts become our beliefs and our beliefs become our actions. So if we sit there and tell ourselves we're ugly and we're poor every single day, well, gosh, our, we're just going to believe That's it. And mm -hmm. like, yeah. So who wants that? Um, so I, that's a lot of what I teach my clients, um, before we dive into talking, you know, um, and creating the balance between the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual wellness. That is what I start with. And that is what I end with. And we talk about it a lot throughout. Um, but I just tell my clients, you know, you can't show up here wanting a change, but also being stuck in this old mindset of I'm not good enough and I'm never going to be different. And I'm always going to hate my job. And I'm always going to drive a crappy car. And I hate where I live. Like if we keep thinking that thing, that way, that's what the universe is going to think that we love to have around us and surrounded by. So it's going to keep feeding you that. So we exactly. have to change the cassette. We have to change what we, what we speak to ourselves, what we speak into our lives. And, and I tell my clients, I'm like, if you, if it, you're not allowed to have a thought, if you go sit at a movie theater and there's a stranger next to you, and you, if you wouldn't say something to a stranger sitting next to you at a movie theater, you're not allowed to think it to yourself. So if you wouldn't look at the stranger and be like, oh, you should probably buy new clothes because that shirt looks awful on you. If you wouldn't say it to them, then you're not allowed don't to say, say it to yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wouldn't say it to your children, don't say it to That's, yourself. Oh yeah. We talk a lot about that too, because it's so much of what our children hear us say. Like they, yeah. you know, they pick up so much on what we say. And um, we were talking about that the other day too. And just like regulating our emotions, you know, if we freak out all the time, over things that our kids do or our husband do. And then all of a sudden we're like, why is my kid have a meltdown and freak out every single time I tell them something? It's like, well, they're probably seeing you do that. You know, it's like, and it's hard and it's like a gut punch, you know, but a lot of times our kids are learning from us. We're their role model. So if we are saying things and doing things and we don't understand where our kids get it from, um, we're probably doing it and we're pro or probably, we're saying it and we're not realizing it. So if we got to, and that just all comes back to being present. You know, if we're not present and we're not living mindfully, then we're going to let life pass us by. We're going to say and do things that we don't even realize sometimes because we're so much in outer space because we're just like, go, 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 go miles an hour, 200 miles yes. an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not slowing down. We're not realizing what we said. We're not hearing what our kids are telling us. We're not looking at them in the eyes when they talk to us, like so much is not happening that, and it's just because we're not slowing down and it's because going back to priorities that we're just not 
making the things that need to be a priority a priority. So that's why I always start with my clients of what are your priorities? What are we going to work down, work on? And I have them brain dump everything onto paper. And then we go through the list together and realize, okay, you've been wanting to, you know, <laughs> create your wedding album. You've been married for seven years now and you've been wanting to create your wedding album, but Hey, you're getting ready to have a baby and the nursery needs to get done. So the wedding album thing probably needs to be get dropped off the priority list for a while. <laughs> like getting the nursery together is way more important, <laughs> but it's Definitely. hard to see the priorities when they consume you, you know, when you're stressed out by everything, it's hard to prioritize. So I hear you. It's going to be hard to let go of the, Oh gosh, I got to put that aside again. And it's still, it, it, the wedding album still stays in the back of the mind and you can't, you have to just set it completely aside and know that it's okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Give your, yourself permission to be like, okay, I'll get to it. Just not this month. <laughs> so Kaylee, what does your life, your way name of my podcast? That's what I'm all about is your life, your way. What does that mean to you? Oh gosh. I think waking up every day and living life on your terms and whatever that looks like to you. Um, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing that a lot of times I hear women say is that they hate their job or their job makes them crabby. It's like, go get a new one. <laughs> and I know that is probably way easier said than done. I'm sure. Um, but if you're that miserable in your life every single day, why? Like I always, you know, I'll tell my clients, like, why is it worth that to you? Like, is it worth it? you know, working this job for 10 more years just to have, make two more dollars an hour, or is it worth it to you to make a little bit less money and be way happier every single day when you wake up that you can't wait to go into work? Or maybe it just doesn't bother you to go to work because you don't mind your job, right? Um, so to me, your life, your way is all about controlling your life in a way that you're happy with it, right? Like showing up for what you're really happy for every single day and not not living in the world of um, letting things bother you and stress you out. Like if you have things that stress you out constantly or bother you constantly, then that's that thing, that situation, that person, that thing, whatever is owning you. And you want to be in control of your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. So your life, your way to me means making sure your priorities are good and check and making sure that you're happy and you can't wait to live your life that day. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. When I say perfect, it means it's perfect for me. Oh, good. In the, moment, <laughs> in the moment. So where might someone reach out to you to continue and have a deeper conversation? Yeah, I have my podcast is Balanced Wellness. And then I also have my free Facebook community. Um, and in that Facebook community, I post my yoga schedule because I teach online and in person. I have a retreat coming up um, and the information is there as well. Um, I do have an Instagram. I, I post not as much as I would like to, but you can find me on Instagram too. It's Balanced Wellness LLC. So, And I will also include your contact information in the show notes. Yay, thank you. Well, this has been wonderful. You've made so many wonderful points and I, you and I have so much more in common and we could probably talk all day, but we do have other priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here with us today, Kaylee. I so appreciate it very much. Thank you. And I wish you thank all you. the best. Oh, you too. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you again for being with us today in this episode with Kaylee. I had a couple of takeaways. I love her speaking of not only the seasons of the year, depending on where you live, you may have one, you may have four, but the seasons of your life and the seasons of the ebb and flow of what's happening in your life in a particular season, you know, evolving with the change. And 
her statement, which you know, I, I believe in a thousand percent, you're not supposed to be stressed and overwhelmed all the time. If you found this episode to be helpful for you and you think it might be helpful to a friend or a family member, please feel free to share with them. Our, you know, My intention, my purpose here is to support as many women as possible in finding their way their way. We want to have everyone just be able to reduce the, some stress and to break some cycles. So please feel free to share. And if you find it in your heart to give a review and some stars, I would greatly appreciate it. Again, it helps us reach more women. I wish you all the best in life that you deserve, which is so, so, so much. Be blessed. Enjoy. Peace and blessings.